Hey there, humanoids. This is David Shoemaker here with a very exciting announcement. Your favorite wrestling podcast feed, The Ringer Wrestling Show, is now going daily. And you can hang out with me and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays for The Masked Man Show. And you can join me, Peter Rosenberg, alongside stack guy Greg and Dip every Tuesday with Cheap Heat. And on Fridays, I'll welcome a friend or special guest from the world of wrestling. And on Wednesdays, we have a very special new show called Wednesday Worldwide that you're going to want to check out. Pay-per-view reaction, one-of-a-kind interviews, fantasy booking, talking about bagels. That's what we do here on the Ringer Wrestling Show. Follow the show now on Spotify and do us a favor. Give us five stars. And do us another favor and uh, stay mage. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's been a little minute. I, uh, I'm excited to be back. I'm here with my co-host, Pasha Hagigi, and we're running a, another episode. Off guard, man. It uh, feels like it's been like, what, a month? Two Definitely months? been a few <laughs> weeks. Yeah, we, yeah, were, we were on the West Coast. Yeah, we were on the West Coast. Um, but uh, a lot has happened, low-key. You know, this is usually that time of the year where it seems it's a little bit dead, uh, just in the basketball world of things, and even sports a little bit. But now, you know, you got college football back, uh, NFL's on the horizon. Uh, we got uh, USA basketball going on with FIBA, so there's a little bit you know going on, and we've had plenty, uh, plenty to talk about today. So we're good to be back. Happy to be back. I want to talk about our our LA trip. We were out there for a couple of weeks. You we were playing pickup. I know a lot of people probably saw you, you know, highlights of you playing pickup with some really good players. What was that experience like? Because I know you've been in Orlando all summer working out, but it's different when you're you know you're playing pickup with like KD, Devin Booker, Trey Young, people like that. Yeah, no, it was good runs. I mean, that's the benefit of being in LA in the summer is just like you have everybody there. Um, whereas if you go anywhere else, there's good pickup. You can work on your game, but it's it's just, you know, obviously there's levels to things when you're playing against, you know, the best players in the world. So uh, it was fun, man, just being out there competing, uh, seeing where I'm at just condition wise. Um, feel great right now. So it was it was a lot of fun going out there and playing, man. The day that I went and watched you, that, there was a lot of buzz in the gym. The way they do it too with KD's runs, that there was you know four quarters. Yeah, it just felt like a real scrimmage. Yeah, and Drake walked in, and the whole gym was buzzing. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, that was a good day for y'all to. <laughs> for, yeah. That was a pretty cool for day. For, uh, for y'all to pull up to and watch. I mean, I think that's the only day that it, you know that happened. You know, the thing is, it's like the the reason I like Katie's runs is because it's very uh, exclusive. He doesn't have, you know, they get a list out, I think, the day before. They maybe grab one or two players a day of. It's like 12, 14 deep max. And that way you're pretty much playing just about every game with maybe one or two alternate subs. Whereas, you know, Rico Hines runs, which are great. I love going to Rico Hines runs as well. But that's like a whole different experience. There's a lot going on in the gym. There's like 200 people, maybe even more in the gym. So it can be a little chaotic at times where this is kind of just more about the basketball. Not a lot of cameras. Everyone's kind of in there. Yeah, and you guys hooping. played four quarters. They were, you guys were making adjustments. You guys were, I mean, oh, it, was yeah, like yeah, no, it was like a real game. Like we really did play four quarters. I think the score was like 120 something. To, to, I think we go to like 135. So it's it's like a full game. So it was, uh, guys were competing too. You know, when you set that tone early that today we're like, you know, we're going to compete. It's not going to be one of those like bullshit yeah. pickup runs where everybody's just focusing on offense it was actually a like good basketball so it was fun to get out there and compete man i was like garden trey and terry rozier and all these you know jalen green talented talented players so uh it was fun to go at them and compete as always i think it's definitely important too that they see how you know kd approaches it how you know how he's playing so if he's playing like that everyone else obviously is gonna he play sets like the tone starts with him yeah he scored know, the first you know at least five shots in a row but the first five possessions he didn't hit the net yeah and like the whole gym was like oh jesus okay so he's playing <laughs> And you could tell even before we started playing, he was doing a workout with um, uh, Jabari uh, Jabari Smith. Yeah. And they were doing like a whole workout. And you could already see like the tone in the gym was serious. He was quiet, had a full sweat going. It, the, the best pickup is serious pickup. There's nothing worse than like just lackadaisical bullshit pickup. Yeah. Um, so it was it was good to get out there and compete and work in your game. Um, and KD definitely set the tone. It was fun. We also, while we were out there, went to the Drake concert. That was yeah, awesome. Yeah, we went to the Drake. Yeah, we saw Drake in the gym, and then we went to his concert that night, yeah. uh, which was which was amazing. We had a great time. Um, 
you know, the concert was lit. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you got all of his, he, he went through like the whole Rolodex of all of his songs. So yeah. I, I'm not even one of the guys that need all the visuals and like the dances in the background and the crazy like theatrics. Like if you have good music and you get a couple of drinks in you and you're hanging out with good friends and you got the music going in there, the whole arena. I mean, that's all, that's all you really need, man. Yeah, everyone was asking me how it was and they said they heard bad things. If you know every song, you know the worst of like every song when you're going to a concert, you're going to have a good time. Yeah, you're exactly. Singing along, exactly. That's all that matters. Yeah. So this catalog obviously is unmatched. So that was a great time for sure. It I feel was. like we squeezed in a lot in those two weeks. I'm good on LA for a while. I got to think back to Orlando. Back to the, that's, that's because every night or every day when you're in LA, there's something going on. So while we were there, it just seemed like every day around five o'clock, it was like, yo, yeah. What are we doing? It's funny because every morning we start off by saying we're not gonna do anything tonight. Yeah, we're not gonna do anything tonight. Let's just hang out. And then like six o'clock, like yo, I heard so and so was having a <laughs> having a little get together. If you just want to, let's just you know, let's not drink. Let's just hang out. Three hours later, I look at you across the room. You're like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but you know what though, LA, it feels like if you're there for the right reasons, you can get so much done just in terms of networking. Yeah, it's kind of how I felt in Vegas when I went out to summer league. I was there for two days. I felt like I was there for seven. Right. All I was doing was talking, networking, talking, working, networking. And it just felt like even though I was only there for two days, like I did a lot. You know what I mean? In LA, sure. we were playing pickup, you're networking, you're meeting people, meetings, this. Even when you're going out and hanging out with people, you're getting introduced to people because you there's all types of walks of life in Los Angeles. Uh, especially if you're like in that little scene. It's like a big high school where everybody kind of knows each other. The entertainment business, that's what I'm gonna call it. Just right, right. it is, it's the whole entertainment business is in LA. And um, yeah, it was a good time and we had a lot of fun. While we were gone and we have to go a little break from the pod, uh, one of the things I saw that everyone was you know, hating on Noah Lyle's comment. I know you jumped in on that. On I Twitter. did. You had something to say. I did say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I, I was like, what is the, the, the I don't well, know. You said the delivery, his delivery, which was a big issue, I think. Like, even if whatever he was saying was right, right or wrong, the way he said it, and you felt like it was like rehearsed. It, it just, it seemed not only rehearsed and forced, it didn't even seem natural coming out of his mouth. And the yeah. way he talks, I, I think it's also his voice, the way he sounds. He was like, champions of what? <laughs> <laughs> The the USA. I was like, bro, just shut, just shut the fuck up and run. You just run in a straight line as fast as possible, bro. That's a, that's what he's a sprinter. He's fast. He's one of the fastest in the world. I I have all the respect for that man, especially to be in the Olympics, to be the guy like you're faster than everyone you walk around. It's a pretty cool thing to say. How that translates to you knowing basketball or commenting on basketball to me is comical. Um, I understand what he's saying. I do think. So there's, do you agree with what he's saying? I don't agree, but I don't like fully disagree with what he's saying okay. the best league in the world is 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 an nba everyone in the world knows this everyone in the world knows the nba is the best league in the world everyone knows that the best players in the world play in the nba bar none is there a guy here or there that might play overseas instead of the nba because maybe he's from over there meritage an extreme example and by the way he still played most of his career in the nba and then now he's finishing it up overseas back yeah. home are there those examples? Yes. Are there guys at like the bottom, like the 12th guy who's like teetering back between like a two-way or a fully guaranteed overseas deal, multi-year deal? Maybe those guys, maybe a couple of those. But like the rest of the league, like the NBA, like the actual Hooper Hoopers, like we all play in the league. That's just that's just what it is. And when you win an NBA championship, you are the world champions because you're playing in the best league in the world. Right. And you have all the best players from around the world in the fucking NBA. Yeah. So that's why we call ourselves the world champions. And if we took any NBA championship team and took the best Euro team, Euro club, they would get the shit beat out of them in a seven-game series. They might win one game just off the strength of maybe hitting them every shot, especially if we're playing NBA rules, where there's defense at three seconds, can't hit the ball above the rim, the pace of the game, the speed of the game, the two different leagues, man. Like they, There's no way. The, the best Euro player in the league is the 12th guy on an NBA roster. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful. There's a lot of great Euro players. The best Euro player... Is a 12th guy. Who, who's the best? You're, you're, well, I just I disagree with that part. Who? So I, I don't think, for example, Shane Larkin would be the 12th guy on the team. I think he'd be a solid backup point guard in the NBA. Then he'd be a backup point guard in the NBA. I love Shane Larkin, but you're wrong. Shane, Shane was in the NBA for like three or four years, and then he left to go overseas. Well, he's, he's gotten a lot better, it seems like. What EuroLeague player is coming in the league and just going to just get a backup point guard spot up contract right now? Are you kidding me? No way. So, hey, bro. I saw some people saying, take him to another extreme. Dante Exum, Dante Exum, uh, he's one of the better players. He's on a non-guaranteed, bro, a non-guaranteed deal in the NBA. 
I saw other people taking it to the, uh, the other extreme saying the worst team in the NBA would beat the best team. In they Europe. would. So let's say last year the worst team in the NBA was the Houston Rockets. They beat the best Euro Club. And they would beat Real Madrid won the Euro League. Is there anybody on Real Madrid that's better than Jabari Smith or, or, uh, Case, uh, what's it? KB, Jalen Green, Kevin Porter. Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr. Shangoon. Shangoon. Who not, I think would be an unbelievable Euro League player right no, now. Not one of those guys. Uh, not one year league guy is better than anybody in the Rockets. And that's the worst team in the league. I don't think they're going to be the worst team next year, right. but they were last year. And they would beat any team in the Euro Club. And again, what I'm saying shouldn't be disrespectful, by the way. This is like common sense. I'm, all I'm saying is the worst NBA team, the best league in the world, should be able to beat a Euro Club team. And your best thing was Shane Larkin, who, shout out to Shane Larkin, got nothing but respect there. We had some battles in high school. Uh, Shane Larkin, Mike James, these guys were like 11th, 12th guys that kind of teetering in and out of the league. When they were, sometimes at best, they were like a backup role for like a stint of games. We're not talking like a full backup role from all 82 games in the playoffs. They're relying on these guys. To, yeah. That's a different thing, bro. There's a difference between being a backup and a guy who like served as a backup because of injuries or this, this, and that, or maybe had a little stint. Two different things. So, I mean, that proves a lot right there. But to Noah's point. I, I, I understand what he's saying. When you go you're, not the the, world, you're not the world champions. You won the NBA. But do you really want the Nuggets to go on a tour around the world and just beat all the other teams too just to say they're world champions? It's obvious they would win. It'd be a waste of time. <laughs> so, But I understand what he's saying. Hey, Jokic couldn't get out of Denver fast then, enough after the title. He's not doing that. He's not doing some tournament. You're a Champions League tournament. It's not happening. That he, guy's he, not doing He had a beer waiting for him on the PJ. <laughs> as soon as that parade ended, that guy had a couple beers waiting for him on the PJ to go back, to back over the, the, the water. And, and, and I'll say this. I understand the Olympics and what they're doing when you're competing against the world. It is just a different thing. But in our sport of basketball, the best play in the NBA, where like in sprinting, the best of the best really compete in the Olympics. It's just two different things. You know what I mean? Like gymnastics, sure, they have tournaments locally, in, I'm, I'm sure, in America. But the best of the best, what you get your credit for is every four years when you compete in the Olympics. Whereas the Olympics for basketball, it's like, bro, no one really, I'm not, people care, but it's, it's not like the NBA. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, that's the focus is the NBA championship. That's, that's, that's why it's just different. I don't understand. The comment was not only whether he was wrong or right. It was just unnecessary. You're a sprinter. Why are you talking about the NBA? It he just, clearly wanted, he wanted to. No, he just wanted like yeah. attention. I don't even know what it did. And all he did is alienate himself from ever being cool with anybody really that's like popping or cool because like not a rapper in the world fucks with that guy now <laughs> even drake came out and was like bro look at you bro you, 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 you rehearsed this in the mirror the night before and thought it was gonna go well huh like bro that's that just tells you like no one agrees with it and then popovich even came back out and like, well, it was that old popovich quote that he essentially said the same thing years ago wrong about something you were wrong about something you want to go over it i don't think i was wrong about anything i was 100 <laughs> i was ahead. wrong about i said brandon Ingram would be the best player and, the and team. who did i say was gonna be the best player in the team just so we can get that out of the way you said anthony edwards Thank which you. statistically <laughs> i saw something that come out today net rating halliburton's been the best player anthony, he has been hooping anthony edwards has by far by far been the best player and he is by far the best player in that team and there's not a player that's even in the realm of being close to second it's like Anthony Edwards, and then there's a giant gap, and there's the rest of those guys. I was completely wrong about Brandon Ingram, but you didn't think Brandon Ingram would be. No, I did not. Like I did this. not think Brandon Ingram would struggle this bad. It's to the point where it's a little bit like, what's going on? I also think because when you're on like a team like USA and you have so much talent around you, which they do, um, if you're not playing well, like they just have another guy there. So right. now, like, not only are you not they're, playing, they're well, not getting them going. They not, have other, yeah, exactly. Them. <laughs> it's not like you're your own team where they're going to get you going. Like you're going to find yourself. Like there's no time to find yourself in USA basketball. If you're not hitting, they got another star sitting on the bench. Yeah. That that guy's in the game. So yeah. now, like, Brandon's coming in the game, and now he's like, I know how it is, man. Like now he's like caught in the fitting in because now he doesn't want to mess up because his minutes have been taken a little bit. So now he's coming this in. This is a role that maybe you understand more than. Uh, no, anyway, I, yeah. I know this role. That's what I'm saying. So he's, he's coming in the game like trying to be aggressive, but doesn't want to over be aggressive because when he was overly aggressive, it didn't work before. But now that's not who he is because he's a scorer. Yeah. So like you, the other day he had 10 points, four or six off the bench. Like he played pretty solid. It just, it seemed like he struggled to kind of find himself. It doesn't help that like Anthony's playing so well and that's the guy they're clearly playing through. So like Brandon's essentially like kind of playing off the ball and he's not really like an off the ball, like spot up. Sh that's not his game. Right. So like, like you said, like who fits around Anthony Edwards better? Like does Brunson, I love Brunson, but he doesn't fit better than Halliburton. Does this, do I like, do I like, uh, 
do I like Brandon Ingram? Does he fit better than Cam Johnson or Reeves? Guys who are just going to spot up and shoot. Guys who are going to go in there and Josh Hart. Guys who are going to go get offensive rebound and kick it back out the ant and play off them. Guys who are going to cut, come set them picks. Do you know what I'm saying? So no, absolutely. This goes so back to our whole thing where you can only you need players to complement the better players. The better player, yeah. yeah. You can't just put the best players on one team. You know, what I mean, someone's got to give to you know to to for it to work. So it's been interesting to see. You know this team. I do like how they're constructed. I know this isn't our A team, and it might not even be our B team, but the guys that we have are like really good players. A couple all stars, and then the guys who aren't all stars are like really good complementary players and defensive first guys. Yeah. Um, there's a lineup where it's like Jaron Jackson, uh, Anthony Edwards, Halliburton, um, uh, the kid who's the dude uh, from Brooklyn, Mikael Bridges. Mikael Bridges, like very long, athletic, all defensive minded guys as well. Anthony Edwards, guys who can play at both ends. And I feel like that's their best lineup, especially in the fourth. Austin Reeves. But every game, the bench, the bench trio of Austin Reeves, Paolo, and Halliburton have come in, and they just start cooking immediately. And they, today they, it happened again too. They have a they, they have a good in. report. Yeah. Hey, uh, Paolo's played great. Yeah, he's he's, a, he's, a, he's a perfect FIBA big. He is. He, he's played great, man. He's played big. He switches on the smalls. Um, he's been aggressive. He doesn't force shots. You know, what I mean, like he's playing the right way, which you know any young player on a, could go out there and like try to score every time he touches it, right. like. He's playing the right way. He's really shown that he knows how to play like winning basketball. You know what this I mean? Like great for him after absolutely a rookie, a rookie absolutely of the year a rookie of the year going right into FIBA, going into a second year campaign. I think you know a lot of guys go into camp and go into the season. They start slow. He's fresh off the FIBA. Sometimes those guys come out blazing because yeah. he just got done playing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like camp starts in like four weeks. This guy's gonna start. This guy's playing for another week and a half. He's really gonna have two week different time of like between FIBA ending and his season starting for sure so um exciting times for the magic fans I, I, yeah i'm i'm, I'm a, as a magic fan I, how do we get halliburton they play so well together this guy's <laughs> gonna look great halliburton might have just checked in with his two say what do you sign two he's not going anywhere bro he's not going anywhere. indianapolis is locking that guy down and his personality and the type of person he is like he don't even care to be you know, somewhere like in Florida no i'm a little no, worried that people are going to start no recruit, income tax tyler people are going to recruit palo away I know how these Olympic teams people start recruiting. Oh yeah, no, they're, they're talking. What do you, what do you think they're talking on the bus all day? Yeah. <laughs> it's got, not good for Paulo. Paulo's not good. So where you were wrong? I was wrong about Brandon Ingram. You were wrong on. What was I wrong? You told me. You told the audience that Austin Reeves wouldn't really be in the rotation, and he's been a big. He's been a big player. Did I say that? Yeah, you did. I was wrong about that. You were. He, but he's, he's surprising a lot of people. I didn't think so either. I thought Austin Reeves. Based off of the footage that we were getting from the um, scrimmages and the early on practices, it didn't look like Reeves was going to be an initial guy who was going to be playing a lot. I thought him and Josh Hart would have like moments where they needed him. I didn't think they were going to be guys that were going to be playing 25 minutes a night. Yeah. Um, but what happens is, like you said, you need guys to compliment. And what Austin Reeves has pretty much shown is he's a guy that you could pretty much put on any team in the NBA, and he's playing big minutes. He's aggressive, he's smart, he plays hard, he's competitive, he doesn't force anything. Those five things, and he, he's not high in turnover prone. And he gets, in the NBA, he's very free throw heavy. He gets to the line. I think that's his best attribute. Yeah. Is he's so aggressive. Yeah, he's aggressive all, always. You know, so I like, I mean, we, me and you have always been fans of him this whole year. When people were like trying to give him a hard time, you know, we were pretty positive about his play. I didn't think it would translating him getting this much minutes and FIBA this early, but he's played really well, man. I mean, I, I got to tip my hat off. Do to you him. think future all-star or are we jumping the gun a little bit? The only reason I say we're jumping the gun is just because it is so competitive in the West and yeah. in any conference, especially the West to, for him to make an all-star game, he'd have to like outplay like Brad. B I mean, he'd have to outplay some <laughs> serious scores, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's going to have to outplay Brad Beal. He's going to have to outplay because now he's in the West. You know, you got Shea Alexander, you, you you got Steph Curry. I mean, the guard spot in the West is pretty much locked up, man. You know, Damian Lillard's still there. He probably won't be. But, um, you know, Jamal Murray wants to be an all-star for the first time. Still hasn't made one. And he's healthy now. Like, bro, this is who Austin Reeves has to outplay. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Jamal Murray's the best player ever to not make an all-star team. And it, obviously, that's due to circumstance and injury. But well, yeah, if he didn't get injured, he'd probably be a two-time all-star by now. Yeah. But um, he'll be one next year. So you thought Canada wouldn't have any chance at you, you know, beating USA. Obviously, Lithuania just beat USA. Didn't they play Canada and USA? No, they haven't played yet. No, with the end of that out, they might play in the finals. They, would, they, Canada without Jamal Murray looks really, really good. They do with Jamal. They would have been OD. And we all just saw USA lose to Lithuania. So now do you change your you're changing your opinion a little bit. Obviously, Canada could 
get one off USA. Yeah, they could. I mean, Lithuania made their first. Anybody, threes. anybody, anybody can win in one game, man. If they played Lithuania, bro, if they played Lithuania best of seven games, it would be four games to one. Lithu- so you're not worried about that loss? You don't no, man. That team shot their load. <laughs> they, they are. They, well, are. they lost by 20 today to Serbia. They're yeah, they, they're. Come on, man. Those guys had a come to Jesus moment. Did you see the threes that they were hitting? Some guy banked it. Some guy was. They, you can see how gassed they were too in the bench. They were like, I mean, they had the game of their life. No, no disrespect, but all disrespect. They, they're, they're a good team, but they're not beating USA again. If USA matches up with Lithuania again, it's going to be a blowout. Do you think USA is definitely going to win the gold? I don't think they're as dominant enough, but I have them winning. I have them winning. I don't think it's like a for sure thing. Like we're winning automatic. They can win. They can lose to Canada. I mean, they got. I just don't like how it's almost becoming normal. France has been. Uh, Oh, there I am. There I am. What, what's been going on? I don't know. They look terrible. Yeah, that was bad. They're getting beat by everybody. Yeah, Lafayette beat them. Lafayette ended up being good, though. They're good. They made the final eight. Yeah, man. If USA had their A team, does anyone touch them? No, man. This would be a slaughter. What, what is it? An office holster? Uh, what is he? Uh, <laughs> Cornell holster slaughter. <laughs> No, seriously though, even when they had our redeem team and the 2012 team, those some of those games were close against Spain. Yes, yes, some games were close. That was prime Spain, by the way, with like the Gasol twins, uh, the Gasol brothers. Uh, uh, they had uh, prime Rudy Rubio Fernandez. Fernandez. I mean, they had like a really and those those guys have been playing with each other their whole life, and most of them were pros or big time Euro pros. Like that was a good. And again, it's just one game. They don't got to beat them in a seven game series. That's another reason why, going back to Noah's comments, on why it's so ridiculous. It's in one-game elimination, man. In the NBA, bro, you have to win four rounds of seven-game series, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, like it's, it takes luck out of the equation. Right. When you have to beat someone out of seven times, there's no more luck Yeah, that's anymore. not a lucky Miami Heat run. No, you have to win. You have to, you have to, it's, when it's like the, that's why people love the NCAA tournament. Anyone can beat that. Yeah. We lost to Lehigh, brother. That team was terrible. They had CJ McCollum and a bunch of guys who work in cubicles now. If we played them again the next day, we would have beat. They lost to Xavier the next time by like 20. But that game versus us, they were up and we lost. Yeah, That's that's what FIBA, makes FIBA interesting. The USA can lose next game and it's it's a wrap. You know what I mean? But in the NBA, you have best of the best team wins. So who would be your A team for America? I mean, Give me the lineup. You got Stephen Curry. Uh, you got LeBron James. Kevin Durant. I probably put Devin at the two. Uh, my center would be Joel. Do we get Joel no, or does no, he no, play no. for that? Okay, so we get uh, who would be our center? Who's our Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis, Bam, and probably Bam. I mean, we're the, and then again off want, the bench, Damian Lillard, and then Jason Tatum, and <laughs> Tatum, and, and 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 then instead of like a Josh Hart. I have like the best version of that guy. Well, like I, I got Jimmy Butler coming off the bench. Like you want to, you want a dog. You want to think about him playing. That, <laughs> think about him playing that role right now. You got Josh Hart getting rebounds. Matter of Jimmy Butler grabbing in there That's and going a good to point. two different things, bro. Like Paul, Paul George, Paul George. Like bro, come on, man. Look at this team we're naming right now. We win in every game by fifty, bro. <laughs> Are you kidding me? We don't even have our B team out there. I'm missing guys right now. We're not even talking about Donovan Mitchell and other guys. So we yeah. didn't even throw them in the mix. Like, come on, bro. Get out of here. How do you feel about Shea and Josh Giddy both hooping for their countries? I feel like that's going to be a really good backcourt next year for the Thunder. I love Shea's game. Yeah. He is so fun to watch. He's must-see TV. Can go eat each way, left or right. Stops on a dime. Stops Crazy. on a dime. His pullback his pullback is one of the nastiest in the NBA yeah. right now. Going full speed, pulls it back, especially going to his right. Um, Three-level score. Shaky with the three because it's just a slow release. But is able to get it off just due to how quick he is and how how lethal he is off the drive. You have to give him room. So when he's hitting, uh, when he's hitting a long ball, he's he's pretty hard to guard. So Shay's Shay's impressive. I like Giddy, you know, and I like I, I played pickup with Chet. Was dominant. That's my rookie of the year pick next yeah, year. Yeah, Chet Chet. That's a good pick, by the way. <laughs> I think who who was the number one pick this year? It was a uh, oh yeah, Victor. I think I think Chet could win. I think Chet could that that'd be a competitive between those two. Yeah, it's gonna be a unicorn race. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Speaking of next year, what we got? We got a little what? I want to get. Let's mm. get into you and me mm. came up with a list of guys that we call it revenge year. A lot to prove. Mm. Guys that um are gonna be looking for payback this year. This is the biggest year in a long time for the NBA because 
I think it is a huge revenge year for multiple star players. And I think it's each year there's always a guy who is looking to settle a score or prove people wrong, but never have we had this much drama or this much anticipation going into a season. And in terms of revenge and payback, I really do believe this is going to be one of the most entertaining seasons in NBA basketball that we've had in a long time just due to multiple, multiple guys needing to have a big season. I'm going to name some guys, and you're going to tell me what you think. Do they need a revenge year? Are they going to have a revenge year? I'm going to start off with John Morant. John Morant's number one, okay? We all know what happened We're with John. We're not even talking about him potentially being on Team USA. Like People are just forgetting about him like as, as far as like a, a future – the future of the league. That's actually a great point. We just had that whole team we just put together and didn't even think of Ja. Yeah. And he's one of the most prolific, athletic, you know, star guards in the NBA right now. Jaw's had a rough summer. Um, obviously, the way the season ended last year, there's a lot of drama going on with that team. It seemed like they were always in the papers or in the news. The papers is nuts. They were, the papers is insane. <laughs> they were always in the media and in the spotlight, but for the wrong reasons last year. Uh and whether it's Ja, you know, T, a lot of those guys were always in the face front of that. Dylan, obviously, he's moved on to Houston, but he was a huge part of that. And then they they got smacked by the Lakers, who just had got in off the play-in. Um, it's a big year for him. He's had a lot of bullshit going on with him off the court, and it's kind of gotten to the point where enough's enough. Um, you think it's good that it's been quiet on his front? I think he's done a great job. Yeah. And it, it goes to show that his actual apology, everybody's like, oh, we heard this before. Like, bro, he's 20-something years old. The guy's making mistakes, man. He's got all the money in the world at his fingertips. He's got all the access. He's probably got very few people around him that's really telling him no. Or that's not a good idea because he's John Morant. People, you know, and people can take that one way or the other. I'm glad that this week, and we talked about this. This is this is like his Iverson moment. You know what I mean? Like, Iverson went through a little shit before, like, he got his shit together and, like, really just continued to excel. We talked about it. Winning makes everyone forget about everything. And yeah. is if he comes back and he's dominant and stays out of trouble and they're winning and they're a good team, which they should be. They, you know, they have Desmond Bain on a long-term deal now. You know, Jaron Jackson Jr. is playing FIBA, best player of the year. They they should be near the top of the West. And if he's a big part of that. I want Jaw to be what everybody wants him to be. And that is the next Derrick Rose, you know, prior to injuries. That is Russell Westbrook. Both of those guys have MVPs. I want Ja to have an MVP like season. I want Ja to come back healthy. I want Ja to stay out the fucking club. I want Ja to lay, lay off the alcohol. I want Ja to be focused. I want him to be in shape. I want his, I want his jump shot to be improved. I want him out of the media. Show up and hoop. Be all in the media just due to how great you're playing. Yeah, and then there's other guys in the West that are coming up. You know, Jamal Murray just won a title. Darren Fox had a hell of a year. Big year. And these guys are all... We didn't name. We didn't talk, think about him. He's yeah. not even on the USA team. Right. People are going to start, and, you know, they're going to do their preseason rankings. I'm sure we'll do something like that too. And people are going to start leapfrogging Ja. Yeah, for now. Yeah. But I want Jaw to really be on some revenge mode. That's the, that's what he's number one on the list. Next. Jordan Poole. Absolutely. Jordan Poole's another name. You were part of a championship organization, a top-tier organization. It seemed like a little, it got a little weird towards the end, and it started in the beginning of the year with all – we all know the Draymond incident. That kind of like kicked it off, and then from there, there was just like – Stuff getting technicals for throwing his mouthpiece yeah, and he shoots a shot. Yeah, it just got weird. And there's like the first time in a long time we've seen the Warriors have like a chink in their armor. And I'm not counting the years when they were bad, when everybody was hurt, because that doesn't count. Yeah. This is the first time with all their guys playing that like shit wasn't going right, and it looked like it was more of a chemistry thing. Right. Um, and they ship you off across the, the country – to, it's just not. It's very rare when a young up and coming talent like that gets rare. Moved. Never yeah. happens. Yeah. I mean, unless something's wrong. Yeah, it's the only time something happens. When, when James else, Harden going from the Rockets. Oh, it's all financial. So yes, that, and, and he wanted to leave. Yeah. I mean, when when else have you ever seen a young rising player who's got drafted through a championship organization and they just shipped him off? Yeah, to to hold on to the older guys who probably only have a how many years left? Yeah, of playing elite basketball. I love Clay. I love Steph. I love Draymond. I don't know how many years left they have of being like dominant, dominant. They're still going to be in the race. We all thought Jordan Poole would be carrying it over. He, he, yeah, him like, and Kaminga yeah. and those guys will kind of be like inserted yeah. within the Wiseman's mix. Too, Wiseman's gone. Yeah, like they got rid of those guys. Yeah. They kind of went a different direction. Bob Myers dipped. You know what I mean? Like he, he's doing ESPN next. You know, this yeah. is like it's like a whole new thing over there. So I want Jordan Poole to go to DC and average 25. I want the Wizards to actually compete. Yeah. I'm not saying they're going to win anything they're not going to win any fucking championship i don't think anybody believes that but the wizards need to be in the playoffs next year they need to be in the playoffs or playing playing or playoffs 
and with Kuz, who can average, he just got a new contract. A guy who can give you 20 points a game. You got uh, uh, Poole, who can give you 20, 25 a game. Tyus Jones, who we're both Tyus Jones, who, yeah, we're both big fans of Tyus. A really solid point guard. You know what I mean? Like, that. that is a team that I feel, with all the right things in health being considered, I think they can make the playoffs. I, Jordan Poole needs to have a big year. He needs to, like, I want him to, like, he needs to make the Warriors look bad, essentially. Because and that's in, in what world does a top tier prospect get just for what? What they trade him for? Well, it ended up being Chris Paul. It's a strange trade. Well, it's so Chris Paul one more year left on his deal. It's financial, it's, but it's still just a weird deal. And yeah. the fact that you're receiving someone who's 38 and you're giving away someone who's in their young 20s, who's not even had his best years in the NBA yet. There's flags there. Yeah, this guy helped you win a title. Huh? Yeah, yeah he, and he absolutely did. Yeah. Jordan Poole's not on that Warriors team a couple years ago. They don't win. I don't care what anybody. They lose to Boston. They lose to Boston if they don't have Jordan Poole in that team. Yeah. People can say whatever they want about Jordan, but he was unbelievable in that playoffs. He had so many big games, bro. So I, I looked I looked to see him have a huge year in, uh, in D.C. Next guy up, we have Zion. Zion Williams, man. This has to be a big revenge year for you, bro. Like each year you've been injury prone. Each year you have not shown up to play and work to the point where you were supposed to be like the second coming of LeBron James. And I'm not saying your games are similar because he had LeBron's more of a point forward who right. could pass. And obviously Zion's like a point or not a point. He's a power forward. He's, you know, whole different game. But in terms of your surgeons in the league, your name, your likeness, your hype, your buzz. You were not on the LeBron level, but whatever you want to call it, it was very, very high. It was high. a Barkley, Blake Griffin, Blake Gri- I mean, Sean Kemp. And, and people were excited about you, and they want you to be one of the faces of the league. And I'll give you credit. Every time Zion plays, every time Zion plays, he's dominant with his numbers. That's not the issue. The number one skill in the NBA or any professional sports is availability. And he has not been available, bro. And then to cap it off, this, this fucking summer, it's been a shit show for him off the court. Yeah. So now that that's again, he's also been quiet, and I've seen photos and videos of him lately. He's in the gym. He looks like he's in shape. I need Zion to play seventy games, man. When he went out last year, they were uh, kind of a sexy pick for as, as a title contender. I mean, do you remember the, the do you remember the start of the season last year? Remember the uh, the three sixty windmill to to beat, beat the uh, Phoenix. Yeah. I mean, they were one of the best teams in the league. I mean, this yeah. guy looks. That's what I'm saying. When he plays, I got nothing to say. I got nothing to to to, to pick at or point at when Zion's on the court healthy to play. He's a beast when he plays. But he don't play a lot. He's hurt a lot. He's hurt a lot. They baby him. They said they don't listen to him. He doesn't listen to them. Uh, New Orleans is saying it's his side. Zion's saying it's New Orleans' side. Like I don't know what's going on, but you got a talented young coach in Willie Green. You got a talented young player in Zion Williams. You got a great roster. You got Brandon Ingram. You got young young talent around you uh, with uh, who's uh, Murphy. And then uh, who's the other uh, lanky guy there? Dyson Daniels. Dyson Daniels. Jose Alvarado. You say CJ McCollum. Who's the, they, they have two. It's Trey Murphy, and then who's the other guy? Herb, uh, Herb Jones. Jones. They got like talented, lanky guys around that can play on both sides of the ball. Like, bro, go to the playoffs. Go do something. Go play 70 games. I don't need 82 from you. It's unrealistic with his body type. If you give 70 games from Zion, you should be a top five seed in the West, and he needs to be an all-star and have like a dominant like first team, second team-like season because his numbers point to that when he plays. So I'm excited to see Zion be healthy. They say he's healthy now. Uh, we'll see what happens. I want to see Zion have a big playoff moment. I want to see him in the playoffs. That's I what I'm saying. I, I want to see that's Zion. That's how you create your legacy. That's what right. the memories. Exactly. And I want to see Zion in the playoffs, you know, at the peak of his powers. Exactly. Exactly. Next yep. guy up, I have DeAndre Ayton slash Bradley Beal. Okay, tell me why. Both of those guys for different reasons. DeAndre Ayton, I feel like people are, you know, I feel like it's a lot of blame. You got a lot every of negativity. Time, every time Phoenix has a shortcoming in the playoffs, they point the finger at him because they don't want to point it at you know Kevin Durant or Devin Booker. Well, you can't point it at you can't right. point it at Devin last year. He was yeah. about as perfect of a basketball player as you get in the playoffs. That was insane. People don't even talk about that, by the way. Yeah, people do not talk about what Devin did last year in the playoffs. Do you remember he was having like thirty four, oh, like dumb. forty? But it was nutty shit he was doing. And when, like they, was, and when they got smacked at la- that deciding game against uh, the Nuggets, I, if you think about, it, they won the most games against the Nuggets in the playoffs. For them to get all that flack, you know, they got they blown out by the Nuggets. That elimination game. They're the ones that only got, they got two wins on the Nuggets. No one else even did that. Yeah. Your Timberwolves got one. We, we almost got two. Lakers couldn't get one. No, no. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just feel like he gets a lot of blame. 
And when they went to the finals against the Bucks, people were looking at him like he was, you know, one of the yeah. next, you know, best big man. Yep. It would be nice to like, sign his offer sheet with the Pacers, Phoenix matches, a lot of issues with him and Monty Williams. Yep. I'd like to see him succeed. And on the flip side, Bradley Beal, you know, there hasn't been a lot of winning in Bradley Beal's career. They had that one really good year. They went to the second round, lost to the uh, Celtics, Kelly Olin a game, game seven. Um, I think that was 2017, something like that. I want to see Bradley Beal. You're on a winning team now. This yep. is your Ray Allen going to the Celtics and mm. potentially, you know, buying in and playing winning basketball. Okay. I, see I want to see Bradley Beal, you know, have some meaningful moments in the playoffs too. So Aiton took a lot of blame, fair or unfair. There's a lot of plays and highlights of him where he was like really lackluster on defense, like not getting rebounds. Like Jokic, it looked like he kind of gave up versus Jokic. There were reports of issues between him and Monty. The reports and videos of him getting into it with other star players on the team. Then it was, he doesn't want to be there. He was mad that the max offer didn't get offered right away. Remember that that was the drama the year before. Mm. My thing is, brother, you got paid. You got $137 million. Two years ago, you were one of the most promising bigs to your point versus Milwaukee. He was fantastic. In that whole series, he was. Um, go have a big year. Go be a really solid piece. You're not the best player. You're not the second and you're not the third. But the team you have is super loaded and you have a chance to go win a title. Go be a big piece on that team. And you'll get another max and another max and another one on the way out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just go play basketball and be a good, uh, good, solid player. I'm, I'm, and he even came out and said it's been tough. He's got a lot of negativity. It seemed like everybody wanted him to fail. Mm -hmm. And it kind of messed with him. We are all human. I think there's like this thing out there that people think like we just don't see any of the negativity that comes. I think NBA players, because of the wealth and the busyness of their life, they're able to push a lot of it aside. But make no doubt about it. We're in our inboxes. We look at our comments. We see that stuff, man. Maybe not all of it. Maybe it doesn't stick as long as it might stick to somebody else. But like shit does bother us. And yeah. you could, especially the level of hate that he was getting last year. Um, I'm really looking forward to him turning it around. I want him to have a positive year. And as far as far as Brad, Brad's been a top tier scorer in this league for since he's been in. Uh, but he hasn't been on really like a really winning team. He had a year or a year or two there with the Wizards where they were him and John were kind of like carrying them um, just to the playoffs. But this is like championship time, you know, for the Suns. They have a chance to go win. Brad doesn't have to be the best player or the second best player. This is a whole new situation for him. But this is a guy who can shoot the shit out of the ball and can score with limited amount of dribbles. If there's any player that can fit in with Kevin and Brad, I mean, with Kevin and uh, Kevin and Devin, it is Brad. So I look forward to Brad having a big year, man. I think he's going to be a good piece for them. Next guy up, Giannis. Obviously lost in the first round. Yes. Was injured yes. some of those games. But... He's had some recent comments in the media about, you know, it looks like he might be having one foot out the door with the Bucks. Yeah. A little that, shaky, but it, you're a Bucks fan? Not it's getting that. a little weird. Definitely. You saw they signed the, the third brother. Yeah. They're going to sign another one, too, to make it. <laughs> I'm about to change my last name now. I'm Kupo. <laughs> For sure. They're, they're obviously going to do whatever they can. Yeah, they're going to do whatever they can. They can. It, Absolutely. It, right after he says these comments, right after this guy comes out and says, listen, I unless they show me love, you know, I, I don't really know if I'm going to be back here and playing for the Bucks. Maybe I have to look out a week later. Buck signed uh, Giannis's little yeah. third brother. I'm like, bro, how many brothers yeah. is he going to get on this team? As so many as it whole, takes, yeah. <laughs> as many as it takes to keep him, man. Because both of those brothers, listen, man, I, do what you got to do. <laughs> do. Do what you got to do. I, I'm not here to, 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 I don't get up by putting somebody else down. But Giannis, uh, big year for him, man. I mean, you got knocked out first round in the playoffs. And it's not even that you lost first round, it's how you lost. It was a weird one. Like it just seemed Obviously, like it was unfortunate he was injured for some of those. It games, was. But. It, it was about to say he gets the benefit of the doubt because he wasn't. He was hurt, so that's obviously a big deal. Um, but the way Jimmy was just bullying that team, it it was kind of weird. It was. I was like, what's going on here? Yeah, it was like alpha. <laughs> no, it was it was an alpha showdown, <laughs> and, and and Jimmy won. Yeah. I mean, he bullied that team. So big year for the bucks in general but yeah Giannis, and he even had comments he was like wait till next year i'm, I'm gonna show y'all next year i'm gonna yeah. bounce back so i mean he didn't play he didn't play FIBA. he didn't play FIBA. i mean he's putting all into this year i mean he's gonna come out ready to go uh Giannis is big mvp season ahead that's why i have is he's gonna be in the i mean he's in the race every year so yeah. that's not really a headline but yeah i think a uh, big year for Giannis. jalen brown absolutely you're, 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 you're the, the high you're the biggest contract in nba history and you're not in, you're not the best player on your own team Yes. People are going to be looking at him. And the whole can dribble with his left hand. People just dog him all the time. Obviously, yeah, you, you know, know what, man? Like a social media, it's there. Ginobili never went right and 
you couldn't guard him either. Yeah. And by the way, I never go left, and they don't <laughs> stop me from going right. Okay, who gives a fuck? Listen, does he need to work on his left hand? Maybe, sure, I don't know. But clearly, he averages 20-something points a game. We live in such a, like, what can you do for me lately world right. that people forgot that the year before in the in the finals, he was the best player in the finals for the Celtics. Yeah. He outplayed Tatum. And the reason he got that contract was second team all NBA. The guy had a great, great year. Unbelievable year. He just, he, just, he just struggled a little bit versus Miami. And that's because he had Jimmy and Bam out of bio hounding this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he had a, he had a you know, he had an off series. Uh, yeah. Big year for him. I, I you, you're a highest paid player ever. Yeah. And like you Every said, time he has a bad game, it's going to say, and biggest contract in NBA history, <laughs> off night. It's just, uh, it's, 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 it's going to fall around. Nah, good problem to have. Jalen, Jalen's in good hands, bro. Jalen's going to be all right. You, you, you're going to get 24 a game, 23 to 25 points a game. Uh, he's a two way player when he needs to be. Uh, Celtics are going to be right back in the race. They had a weird year last year. Their chemistry just seemed just, they had a lot going on. They were questioning whether the coach is going to be there or not long term. Now that's kind of not really an issue. Uh, if they don't come back down 3-0, Joe Mazzulla is probably out of a job. Right. Um, but they come back, and uh, Joe's a young, talented coach that they're that they're building up. He's still learning, by the way. It's his second year uh, coaching, head coaching. And, uh, yeah, Jalen Brown, big year. All right, I'm going to ask you some rapid-fire questions. Let's get into it. Do you think Luca has anything to prove coming in the next Absolutely. year? Absolutely. I was about to say, why is it Luca on this list? Why aren't him only a Kyrie? Because the only reason I, I didn't put him on the list is because I think it's four years in a row now he's been first team all NBA. It, it's the That's guy. True. I guess I guess been, it's it's an unprecedented level of dominance in your first five years. Getting four, four time first team all NBA in your first five years is crazy. Individually, he has been absolutely dominant. There's no I mean the way he it looks like he's bored sometimes playing in the NBA. No no, seriously. Yeah. It looks like his FIBA highlights. He's just I out think there. Jamal Crawford's one that said he's a prodigy. He's already figured it out. Like he's a chess, already, like, a, like a Bobby Fischer chess champion prodigy. Like this guy's already figured out basketball. He has though. I mean, he plays at his own speed. It looks like sometimes he's out there just trying shit. I, yeah. I don't even know how to explain it. I felt that the the first time I played him when he was a rookie, when we played against him in Houston, I was like, God damn, this guy's. I remember Seth's like, man, this, no, he could play, he's bro. Just like, playing a different game. He just <laughs> plays like he's just. Plays like a grown man's been playing. He looks like he's been playing in the NBA for 30 years. It's just the way he plays. He has a level of comfort you can't really teach. I guess as an individual note, I don't really have anything to say. Just because, like you said, four first teams in your first five years is like unprecedented. I mean, that's just yeah, that is crazy. I guess the team success. Yeah, and you're in your fifth year and you don't make the play in. That's that's not everyone else's career is pretty linear. You know, LeBron once he didn't make the playoffs the first two years, he was in there, and it's finals, finals, finals. No one, his, for him to go in his fifth year and not make the play in is weird. Yeah, we're gonna look at that blemish. Like when we look at his Hall of Fame career, we're gonna be like, oh, that was that one weird year where they got yeah, Kyrie. Yeah, they, the they didn't make the play in. Yeah, him, him and Kyrie got to figure that out though. Yeah, they're they're too talented of a backcourt. Well, Kyrie got his contract, so hopefully there's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they they need to go play. And Kyrie's been playing all summer. He's been playing in like you know pro ams. They have. Uh, Sidebar, I love watching this. Whenever I see a Kyrie Irving highlight on the on people Instagram, made fun of me. People, people made fun of me because I said he had the most sexy basketball game. And everybody's like, pause, bro. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I'm not calling him sexy. I'm saying his game style, the way Kyrie plays the game, it is the most enjoyable thing to watch in terms of basketball. There is, can do. there is not a player on the planet that I'd rather watch. If you had to pay me or if I had to sit in a chair and watch any NBA player play pickup for two hours, it would be Kyrie Irving every yeah. time. He's just he just he has a really nice and then Paul George might be right behind him. In terms of like nice games that just look clean, just smooth, like just an all around game. Um, although Donovan Mitchell's New York highlights have been silly, bro. Yeah. Who's that guy that he hit with the cross and made him like he 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 hit somebody with some nasty cross last week? He's another NBA player. Anyways, yeah, Kyrie. Kyrie's definitely. Did the, he do that too? I'm trying to do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, no, of course. He hit him like the movie. Like that. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, guy like guy like ran the other way. Like I was like, who who was that that was doing that? Uh, it doesn't matter. But yeah, it was a. Uh, yeah, I, I I got Kyrie uh, over anybody in terms of guys I want to watch. But him and him and Luca need to have no play in is is insane. Yeah. And they have good role players, man. They had last year. They had Finney Smith. They had Reggie Bullock, uh, Josh Green. You know what I mean? You had like like really solid role players around them. Now they added Seth Curry. They lost, I believe, a couple of those guys, but they still have the majority of their role playing uh, cast. With they picked them. up Grant Williams. Picked up Grant Williams. Like that team needs to be a top five seed in the West. Yeah. Seriously. The next star to ask out is it going to be Embiid or Giannis. Embiid. 
You, you feel it? Embiid should have been asked out. Yeah. I'll be honest. Once you have that MVP year, now he got it. And the team well, what is, is his sidekicks have been James Harden, who's historically been, I guess, unreliable in the playoffs, even though he has great numbers in the playoffs. You look it up. And, you know, obviously before that, Ben Simmons. He's probably feeling like the organization's letting him down a little bit. How, what else can you do besides be MVP? That's the peak. That's the highest of the mountain. The, the, high, the top of the mountain is winning MVP. And right now, it looks like. He's over the slope of that roller coaster, and it's starting. <laughs> that drop is is like getting ready to go down. I mean, who do they have? Who does that team have right now? But here we are. So I don't understand what Philly's doing. I don't know the direction they're going in in terms of like what they're building around Joel. So if you're asking me, between him and Giannis, you know, over Milwaukee, man, they're signing Giannis's cousin. They got Giannis. They got Giannis's grandma in the kitchen cooking. They got. They and, got. And they won a title. And, and they won a title. Milwaukee could say we got you a title. And he's already got. That's why no one talks about Giannis when it comes to winning or all that. Once you get one, like Jokic, is off the hook now. Yeah. You got to get one. He had an MVP like season. They gave it to Joel. But that's just kind of off of. Can't give this guy three times in a row. Off the back to back MVPs. Yeah. Could have won a third one. And then what he does is after he doesn't get one, he goes okay. And goes in the playoffs and dominates everyone and then wins. And everybody's like, oh, shit, okay. That's like the, that's the real MVP. Right. And Side, Sidebar, if, he was, if Jokic was playing for Serbia right now, that'd be dangerous. USA would have their hands full. Who does Serbia have? Bogdan Bogdanovic. The, the team looks good. Uh, Nikola Jovic. The, Do they have both Bogdans? No. And Nikola Jovic, the, the young guy from Miami, might be in the Damian Willard trade. But that's still on hold. No one knows what's going on. They look good. They just yeah. beat Lithuania by a... Thirty points and Lithuania beat USA, so that's a sidebar. If Jokic was playing for Serbia right now, that'd be musty TV. Sidebar, musty TV. <laughs> All right, next question. Everybody, every summer, this guy's been in the gym. You saw it with Zion, Luca every year. This guy looks different, changing our body. Actually, you and me agreed that D'Angelo Russell actually does look different. He looks fantastic. Yeah, he looks swole. Yeah. Have you ever had a teammate come into the season actually with like a big improvement, look completely different? Yes. Who was? It? Um, I've had that happen multiple times. Um, I think off the bat, the first player that probably comes to mind where I've really seen, I saw Jokic one year, the second year when I came back, he lost like 23. Remember that year? He was like skinny a couple yeah. years ago. And he like really came in like crazy shape. He won MVP that year. Um, and you're like, wow, you know, he lost 20, 30 pounds. Um, other than that, man, most guys usually come in, I mean, most of the pros, man, most of the really good players, they come in a camp ready to play. Even if they're out of shape, it's only by a little. It might just be rhythm and a little rust. That's what preseason's for. But, like, it's rare you see a guy come into camp just looks nasty. Like, it's just so unprofessional. Yeah. We, we're not in the 90s anymore where we're doing conditioning tests and we have these crazy training camps, man. We have one-a-days now. We, when I first came in, it was two-a-days every day for, like, a week. Now you might get one two-a-day, maybe just one. And the second, the second part of that two-a-days is just a scrimmage. It's like a fun. You know what I mean? And it's stopped and controlled, and they got all the recovery now. And training camp's ridiculous now. It's, n- it's yeah. not that hard. So there's really no excuse for you not to be coming into camp already in, in shape, man. So I haven't really been with someone where I saw someone like so crazy, insane, reformed. Like usually guys are already where they need to be at. But Jokic off the top would probably be the one I've seen. I've seen a lot of videos of guys in the summer acting like they're doing a lot. Yeah. You want to talk about that? I see everybody on Instagram looks like they're in top tier shape. Comeback season. Yeah, they're going to count me out now. You know, the little hashtags they have on their pictures, all their little fucking corny slogans and quotes from songs and stuff. And they're in the gym and then they come in, they like suck. So I'm looking forward to seeing who actually is putting in the work. You know that saying, there's a time where winter will come and ask what you've been doing all summer. And I've never heard that. You like it or no? Did you make that up? No, I didn't. I didn't. I wish I could because I was smooth the way I just delivered that. that. (laughs) Uh, But it's the truth, man. Winter comes and it's going to ask every every time, what have you been doing all summer? And it'll be seen. So uh, we'll see who's that. Even like Jimmy Butler, who you see at every U.S. Open match, he's still, then you'll see a video of him with Chris Brickley working out. He's he's getting his workouts in. Yeah, guys like that, I don't worry about. He's still having a good time. Jimmy's had a hell of a time. This guy's been hanging out with Jay Balvin, wearing (laughs) cowboy hats and and, 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 and... I saw, I'm in London with my with my fiance, and I'm walking around, and I see Jimmy just walking around, in aloe fit, hanging out with Carlos Alvarez and, and all, all these dudes. I'm just like, bro, this guy's living the dream. Because yeah, no one's questioning his work ethic. That's why. 
You don't have to. This guy just carried his team to the finals last year in crazy fashion. The way he put a team on his back has been seen very little. It reminded everybody of like quiet like Raptors season. Like yeah. that shit he was doing last year. The only person we could compare it to in recent history was like Giannis in the Bucks, and Jokic was doing it too. But he's a center in terms of like a forward. Like you thought of Kawhi. Yeah. You're like, well, this dude is just carrying this team, uh, and they almost got it done. I mean, they just ran into, you know, they ran into that Nuggets team, which just wasn't going to lose. But um. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy looks like he's been having a good time this summer, but he looks in shape. He looks incredible, bro. Uh, I think that's the number one thing that fans don't understand. They'll, they'll see someone, you know, out and they'll be like, "Why aren't you in the gym? You supposed <laughs> to be in the gym twenty four hours a day, bro?" He's like, I have the next four months off. You want me to just what live in the gym? People, I just, people I just also, live in the gym. People don't also don't understand that he could have woke up at six a.m., uh, had breakfast, uh, went and did a whole lift, hard conditioning workout, then went to the gym for two hours, worked out. And then he could go to the beach after that. People see him on the beach like, why aren't you in the gym? He'd be like, what? I just left the gym. And he'd go back and shoot at night and then get done, shower, and go to a late night dinner and see him out at an event. People are like, oh, Jimmy's partying. Like, bro, he's been in the gym all day. Relax. You know what I mean? People just don't really understand. I, those are idiots. I hate that. It's like a pet peeve of mine. You want to talk about pet peeve? I cannot stand when someone else comments on someone else's work and why you're not doing something considering they have zero knowledge and that field <laughs> of how no it works. It's not like they have that itinerary of your schedule. Yeah, for they this, have no this idea vacation. what your schedule is and they have no idea what to do anyway. You <laughs> you don't even know how to work out. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Right. It's funny, man. I don't ever, I don't ever see a doctor hanging out like, hey, 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 why aren't you at the hospital? Yeah. You see like, you got you a got happy hour. You're like, mm, they got to get back. In like, get back in the hospital right now. Like, what are you talking <laughs> about, bro? I don't watch Grey's Anatomy and think I can perform open heart surgery. To all the people who just like, just watch basketball and then now become an expert. It blows my mind. And I say this even to TV personalities, man. There are some top tier. Everyone's like, Jalen Brown needs to work on his left hand this summer. It's like, oh, okay. Is that, you know, oh yeah. He's never done anything with his left yeah, hand. Yeah, it's like, summer. bro, it's, it's comical, bro. It's comical. That's exactly a great point, man. Yeah. That, 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 that stuff right there. And there's ESPN, Fox News, all these, you know, big time networks, man. They got great TV personalities, guys that get views online. They go on here and their job is to not, I want to say talk shit, but it's to be very highly opinionated in a fashion that gets attention. I'll put it that way. And a lot of times these guys have no idea what they're talking about, but it gets clicks and views and whatever. And it's a pet peeve when I see like guys like that. It's one thing to attack someone's performance. That's fine. That's your job. It's another one to like to attack another guy's work ethic when you don't know his itinerary. You don't know what he's doing on a day to day basis. And by the way, you don't know what you're talking about in terms of what you need to do to get better. Right. So that it's that's that's annoying to me. All right. Last question for you. Who's a guy you've seen this summer, either played with or even saw on you know social media or whatever that you think is gonna have a, a great year? Austin Reeves. Yeah, I think he has a really. I think he caps off what he. I think he's in line to be uh, most improved. Last year he averaged what, like nine, ten, twelve, something like that. Yeah. You know, so he had a really solid year. I think he could be like 16, 15. And if people, you know, LeBron seems cool with kind of playing off the ball, letting him run. I, I think so, especially yeah. at LeBron's age right now, in the regular season especially, any help that he can get that can like kind of keep the load off of him a little bit and where he's kind of relaxed a little bit is a, is a win. Um, and it looks like Reeves is kind of heading that direction, especially this FIBA stuff is really boosting him. I think even his confidence, all this positivity he's gotten from Laker Nation, just from the overall sports media, it seems like everything he does is on the internet. And I know that yeah. bothers people, but for him, it's got to be encouraging. You know, just positive reinforcement. We talk about the eight inside and what that does to you. The other side is when the people do fuck with you and they do boost, you know, embrace you, what that can do for a player. Uh, and it seems like everything with Austin Reeves is positive and embraceive. So I, I, I just see him having a, you know, if you imp if you improve your points per game by five, six, seven points, that's a big deal, man. That's that's for an sure. extra two, three, four baskets and a game. The team's doing good. We already talked about the Lakers. The team, they, had great had a, they had a great offseason. Yeah. They're going to be a really good team next year. And he's going to be a guy that's going to be playing big minutes and at the forefront of that. Um, I think it's set up for him to have a most improved like year. I have, I have Austin Reeves winning most improved. How about Anthony Edwards? Anthony Edwards, it's tough just because he was so dominant last year. They do that. They do that. Most improved. They've done, they do that where you know, John Moran got it, where they got, the guy goes from, you know, a certain amount of points to 20 to 30 and it's you know they'll give it to a guy like that yeah but what, what, what did he average last year 25 something crazy 26 had a great year <laughs> there was 30 in the play i don't know the guy was so dominant i don't know how he gets most approved i think to your point and what people are talking about with Ann is you go from being an all-star a guy who climbed in there last year yeah he didn't initially make it he didn't initially make we actually did the pod with him right when he didn't get selected remember he didn't get selected and yeah. then someone got hurt and he got in 
So he he kind of got it. It's kind of like those. Remember the first couple of Devin Booker All Star games? Yeah. Like he kind of climbed in there. Right. And everybody like he if if everybody's healthy, he wouldn't have made the game. Right. And then the following years, he made it clear like, no, I'm like the best two guard in the NBA. And now it's not even like a question. Like Devin's in the All Star game. He would have been last year, but he, if he wasn't hurt, he didn't make it last year. But that's because he missed like a whole bunch of games due to injury. Right. But when before when he was playing, he was averaging like 32 or something nuts. So like that's what I think people are expecting of Ant. That jump. They got to clean that shit up, though, with what they got going on in terms of, like, the bigs and the spacing for him. Because I don't know what they're doing with that. The spacing for him to get to the basketball, uh, to get to the basket is awful. Right. I was just there. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I'm just keeping it on Well, you know, Carl's been playing great for Dominican Republic. I know that, but that's, I don't even know if that's a good thing. I think they're going to, they're gonna, he's going to be on the perimeter a lot. <laughs> I hope. I mean, we can't be down low. You already got someone else down there, man. His name's Rudy. He's already down there clogging shit up. Now you got Carl bolting in with his size 24 <laughs> shoe, just running in there, and Ant's trying to go in there and lay it up. It's fucking chaos, bro. And, and here's the problem. Carl needs to understand he has to be a four. He has to play a four. I know he wants to play the four, but you got to play like a four. Can't go down there for the post and call for the ball. That's, you're, not, you're not a five anymore, bro. We need you to pick and pop. We need you to be on the floor, handoffs, pass. We need you to play like a four. So like yeah. that that's the only way that situation can kind of work. I think you start Carl and Rudy – and then immediately, like three, four minutes in, one of them has got to come out. Nasri comes right. And then you stag, you, you keep him stagged. You keep yeah. him stagnant. And then that way you can play both of them. Otherwise, it's just too the, the paint is like this for Ant. And he's in there trying to make magic work, bro. It's hard. So that's gonna be that's gonna be a thing for them next year, spacing for him. But yeah, Ant has a chance to be like what DB did a couple years ago. You go from being like a guy who's kind of getting in the all-star game, talented, and then now it's like you're the guy. Right. That's that's what Ant has to do. Yeah, you see Rich Paul's comment recently where he said that if LeBron, if Steph Curry would have won the bubble, no one would have said it was oh it's a bubble title. They discredit LeBron. Do you agree with that? Um, no, I don't agree with that. I think anybody who would have won the bubble would have got slighted, and that's because the bubble was ridiculous. I don't know how else to say that. I was in there. I was in there for seventy days. Yeah. Without food, water. I'm Without food. It's nuts. <laughs> I'm totally, like, yeah, don't, yeah. don't tell that to Stephen Adams. Food, He's like, water. it's not that bad. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> ridiculous, man. Stephen Stephen has no no kids. First of all, easy. We're not going at Stephen Adams in the sister's part. I mean, I, I won't stand for it. That's true. I don't Terrifying. want to have beef for that guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, but no, it, it's, it's a, but when he said those comments, everybody's like, come on, Steve. I, yeah. mean, I, I know he grew up in like New Zealand with like 20 brothers and stuff and like, him going to a resort for 70 days is like his – that is perspective. He's actually right. right, by the way. He's like, guys, guys are acting like we're in a hell. We're not. We're, we're staying in a luxury Disney right. resort. But it was more the aspect of you not being able to have freedom of doing anything, going anywhere. You were locked inside of a room, essentially. Uh, but you were. You had to get tested three times a day. Couldn't really see – or couldn't see your family. You know, going guys who have kids and family, going 70 days without seeing your kids, that's not, that's not cool, bro. You know what I mean? Like that was crazy. So I think that's where we felt miserable. Guys had anxiety. Guys were depressed in there. Guys weren't playing good basketball. A lot of guys didn't want to be in there. Yeah. That whole Clippers team, they like just fell apart. They're like, oh, half their team didn't want to be there. Yeah. This guy's eating wings. <laughs> this guy's over here. This guy's doing this. I never had the wings at Magic City. Though, this guy's shooting the ball at the backboard. I mean, that that whole team just like, they were like, we're out of here. You know what I mean? That was right. that was the end of my pops there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like that, but that wasn't the only team that was like that. Every team had that a little bit in them. When you lose in the playoffs, you feel shitty, you feel sad, and you're like, God, man, I want to play. Like, I want to be in the next round. I want to be in the conference finals. I want to be in that light. I want to be in that stage. When you lost in the bubble, you had guys like, all right, man, I'm going to holler at you boys, but I'm out of here. <laughs> hey, I'm out. I'm free. I'm going to tap back in with y'all, man. I'm going to check in. Like, you felt like you were leaving jail. Right. It's like guys were getting their, their, their papers. <laughs> it, was, it, it was nuts, bro. So I, it's the for that reason alone, I don't want to say the bubble has an asterisk next to it because for those same reasons, you could say it's really hard to win. Right. You, had, you had to keep focused. Uh, and the Heat and the Lakers both show that they're, they're obviously they're both in the conference finals. Five again, last year. year, yeah, they're top tier yeah. programs. And at the end of the day, man, we were all in there fair and square. We all had a chance to go win. Whoever won, won, they won. So you could say, I, again, I'm, I'm sitting over here saying the other side, like guys, they want to be there, this and that. But that's not the fucking Lakers problem. Yeah. At the end of the day, they wanted to be there. Their team fucking won. You give them credit. I wanted to win. It's not like I wanted to lose. I wanted to, every game I was in there, but we lost. We lost to the Lakers. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like we they beat us in f- five games. Yeah. They smacked us. When you guys beat them in game one, though, I thought there was a chance. You got shaky. You got a little hey, shaky. Listen. <laughs> <You got> a <laughs> hey, listen. We we beat them game one and we beat them bad. We yeah. won by like 15, 16. And even when it was close, like we just like we beat them. Like the small ball shit was fucking them up. Yeah. We you guys, went, your tallest player was Jeff Green. We Robert Covington was yeah. was our starting <laughs> Robert Covington was our starting center, bro. Yeah. We won that game and went back in the locker room. I'm not gonna lie, I had a good little game at like 12, 13 off the bench. I, I walk back in the locker room, I'm like, I put my feet down. I should have listened to Kobe. Job not finished. <laughs> we we needed a little bit of that in our locker room. We didn't have that. We had yo, we better beat the shit out of this team. You know, next thing you know, four games in a row, it got nasty out there. Yeah. yeah. Next thing you know, I'm beaming the head off LeBron's head because I'm frustrated we're getting our ass kicked. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Did you yeah. think for a second LeBron was gonna come at you? For no. a quick second, it looked. It looked. No, not at all. I really didn't. I swear to God, I did. He's also he's not gonna like what hurt his legacy. His skin to a fight. That's what he's gonna, gonna punch me in front yeah. of a whole bunch of people, like in front of the national. T- it was on TNT. What yeah. gonna, what, my life's in danger. I've right. never been scared of a. Ba- Let me just say this publicly, bro. I have never, ever, ever been scared of any NBA basketball player ever in my life, and I never will be. Yeah. All that tough raw raw stuff on the court is garbage. I'm just telling you that right now. Now, if I'm off the court. And I'm locked in a room in a locker room and me and Steven Adams are in there. No one's around. We're talking shit. Then there might be like a little nervous feeling inside. You know what I mean? But if it's not that extreme case, I'm not worried about nobody. Right. First off. Secondly, I didn't mean to like do it to like. You, you, you went in there apologizing. Hands were up. Well, that's because I didn't want to get attacked. Because the refs all looked at me. First off, it's LeBron James. Ball beating that he gets mad, turns up and squares at me. Refs, they jump in. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. no. I, was, I wasn't trying to do that one. We're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah. We're good. We're good. Inside my head, it was a little frustrating moment. I definitely, I meant to smack the ball. I didn't know it was going to hit his head. Right. I hit the ball up top. How did I know the ball was going to go? Yeah. It just hit him right in the head. I was frustrated. We were getting our ass kicked, bro. That's crazy, man. You hit the ball in frustration and just landed on maybe the best player of all time. <laughs> it's beating his head, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. That was crazy. Odds. That was crazy. After, he was like, anywhere. <laughs> after that, he was just like smiling, laughing, and breathing. It's like, all right. All right. I'm like, bro, it ain't that serious, dog. We got four minutes left. You could have hit him on purpose if you wanted to. Like, that was obviously Anytime an I had the ball, I could have thrown it at him. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, clearly, I didn't mean to do it. And my thing is like, bro, we got three minutes in this game left. We're down. That game was nasty. Game game five, we were down like 28 at yeah. one point. I was playing so hard at the end. Of, you got to ask. You, you got to. We got to get somebody in this pot. I was trying to pick a fight with everybody in their team. Why? To the point where I heard somebody on the bench. I think it was Jared Dudley. I got under. I was, it was me and Dwight under the rim. We were like going back and forth. And Jared Dudley was like, do I do I don't even don't even get you know what he's doing. He's trying to get under your skin. Two minutes later. Dwight Howard, technical foul. I was looking. Why? At, well, why were you trying to fight everyone? I was. You just knew you were out the door. The I was petty. The I was being petty. I was being a sore loser. Yeah, one hundred percent. I was shitty and mad that we were gonna that we we were getting our ass kicked. We talked a lot of shit game one. You remember Russ was like barking at Rondo's brother, yeah. like all that, and they came back and smacked us. And it wasn't one game. It was two. It was three. It was four <laughs> in a row, bro. And the fourth game, we're down like thirty, and they're on the sideline just letting us have it, bro. I remember one time I got in the corner and their whole bench was like, hell no. I'm just over like, shit. And I missed it. And I looked back they're like, sorry. You know, it's their turn to talk. You can't, right. you can't say nothing. You just got to take it. So at that point with two minutes left and I'm still in the game down 27, I'm shitty. For sure. So I'm being, what's it like when you're in the I'm game being, when the game's I'm out of, petty. it's, 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 it's out nasty. Of, it's, it's gross. It is, it is a circus. It's free for, <laughs> it's a free for all. There's, it's a mix between, do I play hard to show I'm still, you know, doing everything the right way right. or is it get mine time do i pack up the box score a little bit that way when they see we lost by 30 no austin had 14 yeah, it was solid it was that game. when austin's fault yeah. that's what every player it's there's two choices that guys go into it ain't gonna be my fault shit i got buggers i don't know about them that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that energy what usually losing teams have that yeah that's it's one or the other i was on the work hard i was just bro i had like four offensive rebounds in the last four minutes <laughs> i've never josh got, hart that was josh hart out there and i've never gotten rebounds like that in my life that's the worst skill i think in my game as i've always been a poor rebounder yeah. i'm in there battling for rebounds with javel mcgee and, and direct <laughs> pulling shit down like it's mine throwing it out <laughs> <laughs> running back out to three like i'm playing a style of basketball that was so chaotic and like la fitness like <laughs> that i was just i was bumping into people like what what, what, what you gonna do they're all like, oh, my God, bro. I'm just trying to start shit with anybody. It was yeah. bad. I had to like look at myself in the mirror after that game. Like, it's who a tough are- one to shake off. I was like, who are you? Silver lining, you were out of the bubble the next day, and you were, out- you were fine. No, but I was like Pat Beverly. The last four minutes of the game, I turned into like a little P-Bev. I was out there. It was just <laughs> nasty basketball, bro. Just chaotic, man. It was, it was crazy. Nah, yeah, they kicked our ass. Whatever, man. 
Why I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't even mean to bring up some yeah, water. What just, what just happened, bro? We just brought that's a terrible memory from that bubble shit for me was bad, bro. <laughs> I didn't mean to ruin the rest of your day. Also, was killing in the bubble. Yeah, your career high in the bubble. Well, yeah, that game. Do you I remember f- I went to your career high before and what you did? Yes, you came. It was right after my other career high. Okay, yeah, so I went to it was against the Grizzlies, run the Clippers. I had, but I, I had, was courtside. Yes, you I, read your career high. I was sitting next to a guy that used to train you, Coach Irwin. You bring this up every time, and you bring that part up because you love to finish it off with how I. You walked over. <laughs> Took off your jersey, and who did you hand it to? Coach Irwin. Yeah, instead, what the hell is that? That is because you being a very close friend of mine, you have access to like any jersey. Like, there's a hundred jerseys I have that I've worn in there, game worn, and yeah. you could just scoop one right now and grab one. Yeah. Where like Irwin, he came to the game. I'm like, he's in Memphis. I had to give him one. And he was more aggressive too. But he like kind of met you halfway on the court. Like, halfway <laughs> in the court. This guy was at the free throw line right after the game. I'm like, what's up? And before the game, <laughs> before the game, while I'm in warmups, he was like, let me get that jersey. Before he knew you were going to get a career high. Yeah, before, before, that's what it counted. You know what I mean? Before the career high, he wanted the jersey. Yeah. Then I put up 38 and he wanted the jersey. And the night before, I had 37 versus, the Rockets, versus the Rockets. Yeah. yeah. What a time to be alive. Last thing I want to bring up, we played pickup last week together. I was guarding you. Let me tell everyone what happened. You did strip me once. Once? I was, I was, come on. You only stole it the one time. Yeah, the other no, time, the other times it got a little sloppy. Some, what, and, and I grabbed the, you know, I scored both times. Let's I, not, put, I played some good defense. Let's not act like it wasn't just scary hours out there. Was it not impressive? I gonna, I, first play of the day, everyone watches you. Everyone's there lining up. People were watching all around the gym. First play, you try to ISO me. Is this still a popular term? Cookies? It was bad. You knew I was going to shoot and I wasn't going to drive and you just stood there. You know when you do a crossover <laughs> on someone that's – this isn't you. But do you know when you do a crossover on someone that's like really sorry and they don't go anywhere because they're yeah. so bad they didn't even know yeah, how to yeah, go for the crossover? Just went, just, I could have just drove right by you. I'm like giving you the jab and you're like <laughs> – And I gave you like three of my herky-jerky jabs and you're just like, brother, I'm right here. And you just ripped down and grabbed the ball and like three guys were like going back on defense. So one of the guys was like, fuck was that what just happened i was like yeah. I, I don't i just got ripped podcast back. beef that's what that was yeah pasha just ripped me i was like this is nuts <laughs> that like fueled the rest of the day for me i, yeah. I turned up the next time after that that into that crazy well all right good man this was a good this was good this was good this is good i, told I you, think man, next yeah. episode we're gonna do a uh let's do a season preview that works i want to get all your predictions i want to get that uh, you know prediction for the champion six man rookie of the year the whole thing okay well, that wraps it up for this week. We uh, It was fun to be back, man. We got another episode coming next week. We'll be back in the swing of things, um, especially after our little hiatus that we've had. But um, a lot going on in the basketball world, especially with the season on the horizon. So uh, we look forward to getting back into this and getting y'all more consistency in which y'all want to hear from us. So appreciate y'all as always, man. Off guard. <laughs>